So last week we, we began uh, talking about drawing near to God or coming close to God as um, the New Living Translation says there in the book of, uh, of James 4, 8. Draw near to God and the Bible says that God will draw near to you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. So we talked about the importance of uh, drawing near to God, coming close to God at, at all times. It should be an ongoing thing where you're drawing close to God. You know, uh, if you're not drawing close to God, uh, there's no neutral uh, uh, position here. In other words, you can't put it in neutral and think anything is going to happen. If you're not drawing close to God, you actually are in reverse. So the Bible says that we're to draw close to God, and he will draw close to us. Draw close to God. Everybody say, draw close to God. So as we're drawing close to God, we can have the uh, confident uh, assurance that God is drawing close to us. And, and so we talked about uh, the uh, current season that we are in here uh, uh, in the world, not just in the United States, not just in uh, Las Vegas, but in the world. This current season that we are going through, and, and let's, let's, let's just repeat, we are going through this season. I said we are going through this season. We're not camping out. No, we're not camping out and hanging out with COVID. We're not camping out and hanging out with a, a downturn in the economy. We're not camping out and hanging out, you understand, with civil unrest. Why? Because we are the church. We are the believers, right? And we dictate what takes place in this earth. I said, we do that. So we're not camping out. We're going through. It's just a season. I say it's just a season. Everybody say it's just a season. Ecclesiastes 3. To everything there is a season. And a purpose, a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to speak, a time to be silent a time for war, a time for peace, to everything, there is a season, a time for COVID, and a time when COVID is not there. And that's coming quick. I said, that's coming quick. A, a, a time for a, a downturn in the economy, and a time when the economy is flourishing. I said, the economy is flourishing. A time for civil unrest and a time for peace and harmony and, and, and unity. Yeah, we are the church. Come on, y'all. We are not camping out in this situation. To everything, there is a season. And, and so we, talk, we, we talked about uh, how uh, 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 Peter... Being in the dark of a storm, boisterous waves all around him, situation, circumstances seemingly beyond his control, 
all around him challenges that he didn't produce. Listen, we didn't produce any of this. But nevertheless, the dark of the storm do happen. But even in the middle of it, and we can lacking, we can lacking uh, this current uh, season that we're going through, this environment that we're going through uh, with COVID, with civil unrest, with a downturn in the economy, and your own personal challenges to add to that. We can liken that uh, uh, to the, the boisterous waves uh, around Peter and the situation uh, that he was in. And in, in the dark of the storm, Jesus said, come. He said, come. And that's what he is saying right now to the church. That's what he's saying to us as individual believers. Come close to God. Come close to draw near. Draw near, he says. And Peter steps out on that word. Gets out of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, with, with the other, other disciples in that boat, they felt like that was something that they could embrace. Even though, you know, they're in the storm, but at least they got uh, this, uh, li this little boat around them, right? There's some comfort. And yet Peter, on the word of Jesus, come close to me. Draw near to me. And Peter gets out and he begins to draw near to Jesus and the distraction, distraction, right? And then COVID happened. And then there came a downturn in the economy. And then there became civil unrest. And then I got to deal with my personal challenges, distraction. And so Jesus, Jesus says, okay, it's time to make a spiritual adjustment here. It's time to make some sense of this, some godly sense of this. Because we ain't hanging out here. We are not staying here. And he simply says, do you know that that word to God, I mean, look, that's an English word, come. That word to God is very simple. The simple word, come close to me. Come close to me. Why? Because when you get close to God, <laughs> there are no distractions. Yeah, when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, the Most High, 
There are no distractions. And the storm rages on. Oh, but I'm on a beach in Bermuda. Oh, no. It goes a lot higher than a beach on Bermuda. I'll tell you that right now. That's dwelling in the secret place of the most high. Therefore, you abide under. There's a covering there. Under the shadow. <laughs> Notice it did not say you abide under God himself. Just his shadow. <laughs> the devil can't even penetrate his shadow. Listen, listen, y'all. I, 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 said this, I said this last Sunday, right? And I believe it was, it was by the Spirit of the Lord. I said that I believe that God wants you to position yourself. He wants uh, believers, he wants the church to posture herself so that there would be a greater outpouring and, 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 and a greater uh, a measure of the demonstration of the spirit of, of, of the Lord himself before this year ends. So you say, how do I posture myself? How do I position myself to experience what you just said? Come close. Draw near to God. Because he makes a promise to you. God makes a Now we know the integrity of God's word. We know the integrity of God's promise. How many can say amen to that? God magnified his word above his own name. <laughs> above his own name. Do you know about the name of God? That's what some of the uh, enemies of the children of Israel ask. And God said, oh, they will know that I'm God. They will know that I am God and that there is no other God beside me. And so he has, he has exalted his word above that, his own name. So we don't take the word of God lightly. The word of God has integrity. If he said it, you can go to the bank. You can go to the bank. And so we talked about, we talked about uh, drawing near to God, right? And we, we looked at another uh, passage there uh, in, in Psalms 91 where it says uh, uh, that uh, when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And so we gave you a definition to that word dwell, right? That word dwell, last week we did. And so the word dwell means to remain for a time, according to Miriam Webster's dictionary, to remain for a time. 
It also means uh, to, 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 uh, 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 to keep your attention directed. To keep your attention directed. And then it says in that definition that, uh, uh, that keep your attention directed, there are two words that's used with it. There are two words that's used with keep your attention directed. Those two words are on, preposition, and upon, right? On and upon. So we say it like this. Keep your attention directed upon him, upon Jesus, upon God, upon the presence of God, upon what's going on in his presence, in his fear. Keep your attention directed upon him. And so when, we, when we're dwelling in that secret place, are we going to spend some time? We're going to remain there for some time. And we're going to direct. We're going to keep our attention directed upon him. Come on, y'all. Listen, this is no small thing when you get there. When you get in the presence of God, and you remain there for a time, and you keep your attention directed upon him and what's going on in his sphere, it is no small thing. And so we referenced uh, uh, Moses there in Exodus uh, uh, 30, 33 and 34, right? Moses. Y'all know about him, right? So we talked about Moses. I, I, I think it was in the uh, noon service. I don't think I'm, I mentioned it in, in the other services, but we talked about Moses there for a little bit, right? And so Moses, Moses, the Bible says uh, there in, in, in Exodus uh, uh, 34, uh, uh, 33, it starts there. It says Moses went up <clears throat> in uh, Mount Sinai to be with God. And it says that, 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 that Moses remained there. I said he remained there. Dwell, right? Remained for a time. Remained for a time. He remained there 40 days and 40 nights. Dwelling in that secret place. Drawing near to God. So he was there 40 days and 40 nights. And in the process of that time, God gave him uh, instructions about the covenant of God where the children of Israel was concerned. And God pinned that on tablets of stone, right? We call them the Ten Commandments, correct? And so he gave that to Moses. And, and, and the Bible says that, that Moses came down uh, from uh, uh, Mount Sinai. And uh, on his way down back to the camp, the Bible says that he heard some noise. Moses did. He heard some noise. So there's some noise taking place in the camp. Listen, y'all, there's some noise taking place in this world all the time. All the time. And that noise is not, it's unclean. That noise is perverse. That noise will get you in trouble. So there's some noise that's going on in the camp. And the Bible says that as he got closer, he could see that a party had taken place. 
And this party that, 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 that they're engaging in, this party has completely removed God. Does it sound in any way a little bit familiar? Completely removed God. And a party is going on. Listen, the world may be able to dance pretty well at this party. But when you remove God, that party is going to come to an end. And it's going to come to an end quickly. And so, and so Moses, he gets, gets there to the, uh, 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 the base of the mountain, and, and, and uh, he uh, uh, sees this party going on, right? And, and, and the, uh, the, the, the children of Israel, they have convinced Aaron, who was the uh, priestly leader, leader, they have convinced him to take uh, a gold, and, and they molded this gold into the uh, uh, image of a, of a cow. My Lord. Of all things. At any rate, they, they did it, and now they are celebrating and they are worshiping this thing. God's gone out of the camp. When God's gone, a lot of crazy things take place. And I'll just say, our society is attempting to do that. But I tell you right now, this institution called the church, this institution called the church will not allow it to happen in this nation. Y'all hear what I said? So, how will we not allow it to happen in this nation? Draw near to God. Come close to God. Talking about the church. Come close to God. And so they're celebrating and they're worshiping uh, this image of a cow. And Moses got irate. Moses lost it. Moses got irritated. Moses got upset. Moses was cussing. No, I'm just saying, I, I, didn't, I didn't read that in the Bible. <laughs> but he's, he, look, he's angry, man. Come on. I mean, it's evident that he was angry because he, spent, he just spent 40 days in the presence of the Lord. God has written on, in, in stones instructions. And the Bible says that Moses threw them down and they shattered. He had to be pretty angry. Right? He may have done some cursing in Hebrew. I don't know. But he was mad. And now Moses, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have <laughs> what he's been sent down there uh, to do, to communicate what God uh, wants, the covenant of God through these instructions. He doesn't have it anymore. 
right? They're shattered. They're all broken up in pieces. And so Moses, he he does just what we should do when we mess up. Moses turned to God. He says, what do I do now? Repenting is a 180-degree turn. Always make sure that it's turning to God. We didn't say 360 because you in right back where you were. It's a 180-degree turn to God. And it is a contrite, humble, repentant, heart. The Bible says that Moses was the most humble man on the earth. (laughs) The most humble man on the earth. How many can raise their hands and say, I'm humble? I didn't say the most humble person on the earth. Just raise your hand and say, I'm humble. Good. Because the minute you raise your hand, you just lost all your humility. (laughs) But Moses, he turns to God, and he says, what do I do now? And guess what God said? Come close to me. Come on back up, Moses. So Moses goes back up into the mountain of uh, Mount Sinai. And the Bible says that Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights, and this time it adds, I'm sure he did it the first time. It was just not in the Bible the first time. But this time it adds that he spent 40 days and 40 nights without eating or drinking. Now that would disqualify a lot of us right there, wouldn't it? Without food? Are you kidding me? I got to go 40 hours without food. But, 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 but listen, Moses went back up. He drew near to God to dwell in the secret place of the Most High again. So I I didn't see, I haven't seen in the Bible uh, where there, were, there was any uh, time that elapsed between Mortis, uh, Moses' f- uh, first 40 days and his second 40 days. Because as soon as he came off of the mountain, he heard the noise and saw the party going on, and the tablets were broken. And he went right back up because God says, come close to me. And he went. And he spent this time with God. And this time, when Moses come off of that mountain, the Bible says uh, there in Exodus uh, 34, uh, 34, chapter 34, it says that Moses was unaware of this. But the Bible says that that Moses' uh, face was radiant and the people and Aaron was afraid. Now listen, listen y'all. 
when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, listen, you may not recognize what's taking place, but those around you will. Because there's no way that you can dwell in the secret place of the Most High and come out the same way that you went in. When you come out, there's going to be some changes that's, that, take, that has taken place. When you come out, you're not going to look the same. You're not going to act the same. You're not going to be the same because things have changed now. And I tell you right now that those were not minor changes that took place in Moses' life. Those were major changes because if you read about Moses prior to that experience and you read about Moses following that experience, the, the Bible said that Moses would cry out, Lord, no, don't destroy him. Lord, don't hurt him. Lord, have mercy on him. Come on, Lord. Come on, God. He was not the same. That's the same Moses that killed an Egyptian Murdered a man. He was not the same. Moses was not the same. And so when he came down this time, the Bible says that things have changed. And I believe that God want to change some things in our life. I believe that when you go and dwell in the secret place, when you go and you remain for a time, when you go and you uh, keep your attention directed upon him, when you go in that secret place of the most high, there are some things that is added to you uh, that will bless you, but there are some things that are taken off of you that you didn't need. Why did you not need them? You didn't need them because they were going to hinder you. They were going to prevent you from fulfilling all that God has for you. God is not finished. I said God is not finished, but you got to get in that place. You got to get in that place in order for God to fulfill all that he plans for you, all that he has for you. God has a destiny for you. God has a purpose for you. God is going to get you there, but you got to cooperate with him. You got to get in that place. But you, you can't finish what God has for you without change taking place. There are places that God wants you want to take you that you haven't been. There are things that he want to do in your life that he hasn't done, but he, can't, he cannot get you there without change taking place. Listen. What God removes from you, number one, you didn't need it. Number two, you won't miss it. Number three, others are going to get, up, get blessed because those changes have taken place. Look, when God appointed Moses to lead those people out of Egypt, don't you know that God knew that this man needed more change? And yet and still, he appointed him to do it. Just as he has appointed you to do things and you haven't gotten all the way there, but you can get there, but it's about drawing near to him. It's about getting close to him. It's about allowing him to get close to you. It's about allowing him to draw near to you. You ever notice that? You, you notice that when, 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 when Jesus said come and Peter got out of that boat, you notice that 
that Peter had to uh, humbly uh, initiate this. Peter had to consciously make an effort to do this, but he did not make a, a physical effort. He did not make a, a mental effort. He made a spiritual effort because he went on the word. He went on that word come. And he, be, he began to move, draw near to, to Jesus. And, and all, that, all that story uh, about Peter is telling us, all it is telling us is that, yes, things are going to come up. Yes, challenges are going to be there. Yes, potential distractions will be there. But when you keep your attention directed upon him, upon him, Jesus said, in this world, we will have challenges. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Listen, that is not, that's, that's not just a momentary, listen, y'all. You can't, you can't go on what Jesus said uh, just for the moment. This is something that you have to continue to do. You have to continue to draw close to him. You have to continue to draw near to him. I mean, if, if, you, if we're going to have victory in what he has already overcome, it's a continuous thing. And so we have to go and get tanked up by dwelling in the secret place of the Most High so that that covering is there. I, I, had, I had seven benefits that I was going to give you that, that, that you get by dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Obviously, I didn't do it. But I tell you what, Just by getting in the presence of God in and of itself is a benefit. It's beneficial for we as believers. It's beneficial for the church. It's beneficial for those that your life is going to impact. Just by going there. Uh, in our society, uh, you know, we want, we want a benefit for everything that we do. Oh, you, you're offering me this job? Are there any benefits? Right. Now, I don't have a problem with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with, with that. You know, I, I mean, get the benefits. But listen, what, what about the basic principle of working? 2 Thessalonians 3.10 says that the man who don't work, neither should he eat. I think that's a motivator in and of itself. I get to eat because I work. The benefit is you get to eat. <laughs> Oh, but, 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 but listen, what about that severance pay? And, and, and what, well, you know, what about, come on, 
What about uh, health insurance? And, and, you know, uh, what about those bonuses? Come on, benefits, right? Just the basic principle of working is beneficial. Uh, what about the, 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 the uh, uh, psychological and the emotional and the physical benefit from working? The, bo- the, 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 the a body that, 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 that uh, moves continues to move. One that sits, things start to break down. So there are benefits in, in, in working, period. Pastor Mark Hankin, he, he said it like this, uh, if you don't work, you don't work right. Y'all know what that means? If you don't, I'll let him explain it to you. But the basic, the basic principles, right? And so the, just the basic principle uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, uh, spending time with God, getting in his presence, it's beneficial. It's beneficial. And maybe... Uh, some other time uh, for those of you who need incentives to motivate you maybe some other times we can give the seven benefits but all I need to motivate me the only incentive that I need is that I'm sitting in that place I'm dwelling I'm remaining for a time I am uh, keeping my uh, uh, attention directed upon him. There in uh, uh, Exodus, and I'll end with this, there in uh, Exodus where Moses, where the the Bible says that uh, when Moses came down and his face was radiant and and that they were afraid of of him, Aaron, it, it said that his face was radiant because he spoke to God. In that secret place, he spoke to God. But it's obvious that uh, it was not a one-sided conversation. There were some things said to Moses from God. Because if you look at it, God inscribed those instructions on those tablets again to Moses. And and I would venture to say that God had a lot more to say to Moses because he was a changed man. Everybody say this. Say, I will dwell in that secret place of the Most High. Therefore, I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will not fear Because I have no fear, because everything is covered in that place. 